So it's something like, uh, they're the best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. Best, worst friends. With Doug and Tim. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Best, Worst Friends. I'm... You're getting pretty good at that. Thank you I so much, say. man. Thank you so much. I feel like, you're, feel like your heart's really in it. Those uh, that sultry tone is uh, my co-host Tim Nicholson, and I'm Doug Koning, and this is our podcast, Best Worst Friends. <laughs> Damn it! I was yeah, doing that, good. That's fine. <laughs> that, that that part is not great. Yeah, I don't think I'll, we need to say our names every time. We'll that's talk. true. It literally is just our friends listening. So I don't know why we have to specify that every time. Yeah, but, but anyway. I was riding back from a from shows in Toronto yesterday with AJ, and there was a word we got caught up on, and I, we got to a point with he would butcher it, and then I would butcher it, and we we stopped even realizing if it was a real word or not. Specificity a real word. is specificity a real word? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's it's how specific you're being. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he was just saying it differently, and then I would say it, and then it just, you know when you say something too much and it starts to lose its meaning? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike has been telling me, apparently I put the first, uh, put the first, the emphasis on the first syllable of words where it doesn't have to be there. Like like what? Like, <laughs> I ca- like I'll call it, I feel like I'm only going <laughs> to find examples where it's correct. But like telephone instead of telephone. Does that make is that one? Is that a bad one? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't know. Apparently. Well, it like matters. it is telephone. It's not telephone. You know? Yeah, I would call it a telephone. Yeah. Which is apparently wrong. What is it supposed to be? Telephone. Telephone. You're supposed to hit the phone more? I don't know, okay? I told you I was going to have trouble finding an example. <laughs> oh, man. Hold oh, on. Oh, man. Fuck. I am, <laughs> I'm just looking around my room. <laughs> there got to be something around here. Like, what does my brain say wrong? Where is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, we'll find it. We'll find oh, it man. organically. In you you should have really kept doing those improv classes in London back in the day, <laughs> man. <laughs> Could have really I'd used some the, uh, yes anding practice. I'd be the country's best demon baby <laughs> right now. I'd be known for it. Dude, you'd be one of the 42 at JFL this year. Demon baby. Be. Yeah. God, I hope we get to the point where we get on JFL for the podcast and not for doing jokes. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be when sick. When JFL becomes a podcast festival. It honestly probably pretty close, man. I saw like a decent amount of podcasts listed there on like the the things I saw on the subway. Yeah, Tim Dillon, who has like a special out on Netflix right now, is coming down to do a live podcast. He's like head fu- headlining the festival with a live podcast. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Did you watch his special? I don't have Netflix anymore. You have Netflix? No. I mean, I use my girlfriend, so I can't like judge you or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, don't judge me. I use a profile called Kitties. <laughs> Ask Brittany. She'll probably give it to you. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but no, I haven't like I haven't watched Bill Burr's special. I haven't watched. 
this Dude. last Tim Dillon special. Bill Burr's is great. The one thing I didn't like about Tim Dillon's is the audio seemed weird. It seemed like he was there was like a bit of an echo, and it seemed like because he was in a theater, he was like yelling more. Well, he yells. I know He's he like yells, to... but it it seemed like almost a bit too much to me. I don't know. It seemed like he was playing really. like a really big space, dude. How fucking stoked are you for uh, Wednesday? Pretty stoked. Seeing fucking Billy Burr, one of the best yeah, ever to be do exciting. it. Dude, I'm fucking. It's just I'm so we're stoked. seeing we're seeing him at Scotiabank, so I'm keeping my expectations low. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be great, but I'm gonna keep my expectations low and hope that it exceeds my expectations. Where's where is Scotiabank Arena? Is that where the Raptors play? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a big space. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder what what does the stage look like for places like that? Have you seen comics there before? Like, what do they Uh, do? Yeah, it's just it's the same stage they use for like Radiohead or when Tyler the Creator was there. It's all the same stage, massive stage. Just tiny like in the man. center? Yeah. Yeah, I think they cut it in half or like three quarters. Okay. Uh, yeah, they don't do it in like the round or anything. Yeah. But it's tough, man. It's tough. I'm going to be drunk as hell. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be so drunk. I might smoke weed that day for the first time in years. Oh, my God, yeah. That's good. Just and, feel like Bill's yeah. yelling at you. Specifically, that'd be, that'd be kick great. Ass. Anything that'll stop me from yelling at people sitting around me. Oh is, yeah, that's that's ideal. Yeah. Do you think people are going to be heckly? Is that your? Uh, is that what happens in like these big spaces? Like people yell out a lot, or? Oh. Well, it's heckly, but not really. Mm. It's like it's like heckly in the way people would heckle a movie. Because like, he can't hear you. Yeah. He's so far away, surrounded by thousands of people. Yeah. The only people who can hear you are people around you. And we hate you. <laughs> yeah. And there's it's just like we be came like, to see Bill Burr, not fucking Terry Franklin, whatever the fuck your name is. Like, sit down. I don't care. Yeah. There's going to be someone like two rows back, eight rows over that every 10 minutes yells, Billy Redface. <laughs> just to no one. You're the man, Bill. Like, for who? Just to get it out of the system. <laughs> yeah. Just because he wants to, he needs to tell Bill Burr that he is the man, even if it's from like, 200 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be fine. It'll just be, like, chatty. Like, there'll be people just having their own conversations around us. Because mm-hmm. it's really tough to be engaged. Like, yeah, th- that's those fair. tricks. Remember when we saw... Louis in Niagara Falls and yes. there would be a chatty section and he would just like look at them yeah. until they quieted down and got, he would just tell the jokes to them for a bit until they became engaged and then he would move back. Yeah. You can't do that in Scotiabank. You can't like stare up at section 504. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll calm down and then you get back. Yeah. That's true, I guess. You kind of have to talk over it. I even saw that a bit in Bill Burr's last special because it's uh. It was live at the Red Rocks, but it was like a huge amphitheater, it looked like. But any shot that showed the audience, there's just so much going on. 
<laughs> at all times during the show. So many people like moving around, so many people talking, so many people doing shit other than watching a show. You'd yeah. think that'd have to be so fucking completely distracting at all times if you could see something like that. Imagine like being in a play and you're trying to like stay on script and remember your cues and people are moving around that much. Yeah, I bet it would be brutal. Like you see comics try to deal with it when they like when we saw Nathan Macintosh and people were getting their bills and there's waitresses walking around holding debit machines <laughs> over their heads and they're yeah. like beeping loudly because they can't get a signal. Yeah. And, and he's up there like, "Well, I'm about to do my closer, so if we could hurry this up, that would be awesome." <laughs> but anyway, that's probably enough uh enough comedy talk. Especially for a man who's about to be driving a car soon. That's true, man. I finally, I took the step. I've just been, you know, puddling around the fucking scrapyard feeling sorry for myself. Uh, you know, all these skills I don't have, like uh, driving and, and swimming and then realizing all the skills I do have are fucking useless, like playing guitar and solving a Rubik's Cube and shit like that. <laughs> like, what an imbalance of time I've invested in my life in useful things. So I fucking... I signed up for driver's ed. I did the first thing just before this, like the first little correspondence, but like now I can actually uh, start the modules and Mm -hmm. uh, I can start some uh, in-car stuff too, which I'm a little stressed out about, but hopefully when he gets here, I can just be like, hey, I'm really bad at this. So everyone he teaches do this right away. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm like the kind of, I'm the kind of new to driving where if I, touch the gas pedal for the first time and like feel the engine move. I'm like, Whoa, you know, like that's how (laughs) new with driving I am still. Hey, I'm sure. I'm sure they get people like that all the time. They get like Saudi Arabian women who haven't even been allowed to look at a car (laughs) for their whole life. (laughs) And then he has to teach them. I bet, I bet you won't be the worst. That's very true. Did you take driver's head back in the day? Oh yeah. My boy, Gus El Khatib. Taught, nice. uh, taught our class. Yeah. And then I did some in-car stuff. And it was uh, when I passed my... Because like, you'll still have to do your... You'll still have to get your G1, right? No, I have my G1. Oh, is this for your G2? Yeah. When I, when I passed my G2 test, there's a bunch of things where it's like, if you get three strikes, you fail. Like mm-hmm. three strikes on any one thing, you fail. Yeah. And there are some where if you get two strikes, you fail. Yeah. And I got the maximum amount of strikes in every category and <sighs> to pass. Damn. Yeah. Like, I made two right turns that were too wide. I made two right turns that were too narrow. Um, I was, <laughs> I panicked when I first got in. And, uh, <laughs> Just screaming. <yeah. laughs> no, it was raining when I first got in the car. Oh, man. And then it stopped raining. And I panicked, and I couldn't figure out how to turn off the windshield wipers. So I got an improper use of safety devices, big X. Oh, man. That's that's one of the two categories. Yeah, and then I did a left turn that was too wide, left turn too narrow. I didn't, like, look behind me enough when I was backing up. (laughs) I did everything wrong the maximum amount of times, and then I got my license. That's great, man. That kind of thing yeah. gives me hope. I love when people tell you about their driving test experience and they always end with uh, the city they did it in not being the city that they live in. Oh, you know, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, go do it in Brantford. They're pretty lenient. Or like big thing in St. Thomas was uh, going to Tilsonburg. 
to take it because someone told me they ran a red light in their G2 test and they still passed. <laughs> nice. They're just like, yeah, oh, whatever. They're like, Tilsenberg, they're like, well, fucking, we're still not used to the one light in town. So I get it, you know? Well, London had the highest failure rate in Ontario. Damn. They, yeah, they would pass 40% of the people who took their G2 tests. Shit. <laughs> yeah, which is wild. So, uh, yeah, I took my G2 test in Stratford. Nice. The quaint yeah, little town is there on Friday. It's beautiful. Because you don't you don't have to go on the 400 highway. You oh, just yeah. go on one of those local, just a heads up, you're doing 80 now on the same road type highways. Yeah. And it was, they just had some tricky one-way street stuff. But other than that, it's pretty simple. Okay. I recommend Stratford. Okay. All right. Go for it. (laughs) I'm just going to like do like some like put out some feelers and find where the worst test is, you know? Yeah. Or like just the easiest. Basically, just have to turn the car on, know how to turn the radio up, and like that's most of what matters. That's the kind of road test I need. Like you go to Delhi and they just, you just have to pass the breathalyzer and then you get your G2. You have to pass the breathalyzer to like start the instructor's car. He's like, thanks, man. I'll sign you off. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I need. Because it's not uniform everywhere because, like, doing your G2 in Toronto sounds impossible. I don't even know where you would go. That's scary, yeah. Like, is it just if you, like, any driver's test you can walk away from is a good driver's test? Is that what they say when you do it in Toronto? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like if you uh, survive like a fucking derby and your car's not yeah. smoking by the end of it, they're like, wow, good job. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that merger from like the 401 to the 427 where it's like seven lanes converging and all switching, and then you have to wow. do that. <laughs> I remember that was my dad. Uh, my dad took me there. And the first time I drove on the highway, I drove he and my mom into Toronto. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, yeah, he had me go there and then take <laughs> it down. And he handled it well. I almost got in an accident. Oh, shit. I was, like, merging, and then a car in front of me just, like, cut right in. And so Fuck. I had to go back in the other lane and then make another attempt. And he handled it well. My mom did not handle it well. My mom was freaking the fuck out in the backseat. <laughs> and I was just up there like, shut up! It's <laughs> fine! She's like holding on to fucking prayer beads or something. Like, yeah, Our exactly. father who art in heaven! It's like, stop speaking in tongues in the backseat. We're going to be fine. <laughs> it's very distracting. Yeah. This Toyota HHR has a high safety rating. We will live. Would you I say- promise you we will live. Would you say that's the scariest moment you've had as a driver? No. No? I What's can tell like you your... the scariest moment I've had yeah, as a driver. Please, please do. Um, there's been a couple tight ones, okay. but easily the scariest was there's an exit from the Gardner Expressway onto Lakeshore Boulevard. Okay. And um, so you're going like, you know, 100 110 and then you go down this ramp and then there's sort of a long ramp and it becomes 60 but there's yeah. a curve in it there's a curve in the ramp and mm-hmm. uh someone was stopped right like traffic had backed up and someone was stopped right at the apex of that curve 
So yeah. you couldn't really see them until you were most of the way around the curve already. Yeah. And I was checking my blind spot because I was going to merge over. And then I turned back and they're like there. They're like right in front of me. Fuck. And, and I slam on the brakes and I skid into the other lane because I had some space. And I was oh, like, shit. And I was basically at, instead of straight on, I was sort of at a 45 degree angle. Mm. Stopped, like taking up both lanes. And I didn't hit the guy. And I was just like, oh, oh. And then I just like <laughs> shakily drove the rest of the way home down Lakeshore. Holy shit, dude. Just freaking. And it was one of those things where the guy that I like almost hit, I yeah. saw his face as he was going, and he was white. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's like, oh, man. That's fucking, where were you coming from? Do you remember? Yeah, I was coming from work, just somewhere. Oh, fuck. And it was, you know, I had been, like, in traffic for a long time, and then we just finally got some daylight, home. so yeah. I was going. I was doing, like, 100 or whatever. And, yeah, it's just those, they're those little ones that you just, yeah. exit ramps, on ramps, and all that sort of stuff. They freak me the hell out. Yeah, a little bit. terrifying. That's terrifying. I remember being <laughs> yeah. in uh, a car with uh, Ferg and Shaz once when uh, Ferg full out hit a patch of black ice on the highway in the wintertime. We were coming back from a show in Sarnia, and you could feel like you could feel a car with its wheels on the ground, and then you can feel when that car becomes a sled, and you're just yeah. like you're just like going, and there's just like no sound at all, mm-hmm. and a bridge and a turn was coming up. I was like, we're dead. We're going to fucking die. And then he literally just got enough like traction on the road at the end to like veer off and then yeah. not go into it. But dude, I was, I remember just being so scared. I was like, I'm going to die for like 30 bucks and a plate of that, spaghetti at a, at a show in a golf course in Sarnia in December. Like what the fuck am I doing? Oh yeah. That bad weather stuff is brutal. I remember yeah. one time just driving down the gardener and all of a sudden the sky opened up and it was just the hardest rain I've ever seen in my life. And it's one of those where like 90% of drivers slowed right down to like 20. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their hazards on and then eventually everyone just stops because it's just not safe. Mm -hmm. But then there's someone who's still doing 90, just like weaving in and out and like getting where they have to go. And you're like, well, I hope I don't die today because someone hits me while I'm parked here on the highway. Yeah. Or um, there's a, place on the 401 just east of london i think it's called pullum or putnam it's okay. basically a big it's a big dip in the highway yeah yeah near woodstock right yeah 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 and i remember doing that on the day after boxing day back when i w- was an engineer and mm-hmm. i had an early start at the cami plant out there for their winter shutdown and yeah. uh it's just the wind came and it was just snow everywhere, and then the the wind just howls through that little tunnel that it makes. Yeah, and I remember the wind just blew my car into the next lane. Holy that, that, fuck! That's happened to me a couple times. That happened to me there, and that happened to me once on that bridge down to St. Catharines that you take from um, Brantford or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bridge that you take over when you're going down to the Niagara region and I was just on that bridge in the snow and the wind came and just blew my car into the next lane <laughs> it's like ah, hey well we lived go us for <laughs> living 
I think you get why some people don't want to drive in bad condition. I was always like, uh, like ah, what does it matter? You know, you're driving, whatever. But now approaching the idea of driving myself, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know if I'd want to do it in rain, in light rain. Yeah. I don't know if it, I think it would change the conditions enough where I would be canceling plans because the precipitation chance was high enough. Yeah. And like visibility is just gets brutal. Like I remember yeah. I was I was driving Katie Westman back from a show and I don't know what fucking moron decided that when you're in like a construction zone, mm-hmm. the white lines become orange. The white lines between lanes become orange. Yeah. And when it's raining, you just can't see them. Yeah. And so I remember I was driving down and we hit a and I look around me. It's like this is a four lane highway. There's six cars across this highway. <laughs> and then we're in this construction zone and there's a curve and the curve has just a massive puddle of water and you can't see it because it's the dead of night and it's yeah. pouring rain. And then we just hit it and just like the cars just all just kind of fishtail and there's a van like right here that comes roaring by and you just like Fuck me. Just grip the steering wheel harder and you just try to get through it. It's like <laughs> How many comics do you think you've almost killed <laughs> while driving? Um I almost ran a red light with Nick Nemiroff. Mm-hmm. There was that thing with Katie Westman. Other than that, I think I've been pretty cool. I think I've been okay. That's good. Yeah, I don't think we've uh, ever had me. any scary moments. And me. I've also almost killed me. Yeah, so yeah, true, three. true. Yeah, three <laughs> three comics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But no, I I drive pretty slow. I don't yeah. really f- fuck around. No, you're a like safe one, driver. Yeah, I do like one ten, one fifteen on the highway. Yeah, I, you know, stay within the speed limit, whatever. Yeah, no, you're good. There there's some comics that drive way too fast. It's scary. There's some comics that drive way too slow. It's almost infuriating. But you know, you're <laughs> good. You're good in the in the middle range there. I don't understand why people drive that fast and that aggressively. Yeah, like, okay. I've been with the comics. We're not even late. And yeah. they're just hauling ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, dude, like it's a fucking fine. like video game. And they're trying to like, you know, finish the level fast enough or, or as fast as possible. It's like, nah, man, you can get some serious consequences. Like, why pay a bunch of money just to get somewhere faster that you're making no money? You know, that logic yeah, like, doesn't make any sense to me. Do you just hate driving? Like, do you hate me? Do you not want to spend time with me? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's, like, exhilarating. Maybe it makes you feel like a big shot. I don't know. It just freaks me the hell out. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're bitter that they have all this horsepower and they never get to use it to its full potential. Th- those, maybe. But a lot of people doing that are driving, like, 2008 Honda Civics. They're not, you know, they're not in, like, a <laughs> Tesla. They're Maybe that's why they're driving like that too, because they're just like, "What the fuck do I care if I do something to this car? <laughs> Let's go get another one for like five hundred bucks." And it's yeah, like, yeah, I'll tuck might, and roll. It might honestly be just being like, "Of course I'm driving this way because I'm capable of it," <laughs> and they just need to prove that they can do it. Or, of course I'm driving this way. I watched Baby Driver last week. <laughs> <laughs> I am too fast and too furious. <laughs> To not drive this fast. But yeah, no, man. I'm excited to learn how to drive. I'm excited to do it with like a professional showing me the ropes. And uh, I'm a little scared to do it in Hamilton. Hamilton seems like a scary city to drive in. But, you know, we'll see it how is. it goes. 
Yeah, I guess it's if like, I can learn here, I'll probably be fine most places. Yeah, I've never had to very quickly avoid people as much as I have in <laughs> Hamilton. Because it's just yeah. the middle of the night and the streets covered in zombies. Oh, and you yeah. have to weave through. There's been a lot <laughs> of times people have been like, people have jumped in front of Jason's car. Yeah. Like maybe like 20 feet away while he's like speeding down the road and he has to fucking slam on his brakes. And it's like, what are you fucking, why? Why? I remember Just because they want to like fuck with people. But yeah, sorry, go on. No, there was a guy at like King and James, I think. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Near Levity? Yeah. And, uh, and he was just at a red light and he just, you know, he was, he was in a wheelchair. He just had head to knees, basically. Yeah. And he was just, he just wouldn't get out of this car's way. He was just standing in front of a car being like, fuck you. And the person's like, well, I'm just trying to leave. <laughs> and he would, they would try to go around and he'd go in front of their car that way. And then he was just so in front of their scary. car. It's annoying more than anything. It's like, don't, I'm trying my best to not hurt you. Yeah. Why are you using me hurting you as a threat? No, there's a lot of there's a lot of aggressive homeless people in in Hamilton. Unlike like I find in Toronto they don't really talk to you. It's almost like they're like, ah, fuck, no one's gonna do anything. But like in Hamilton there's a bit more fight left in them. Like the only time I ever got a, a homeless person yelling at me in Toronto was that time with you when he was yelling, Hey fat fuck <laughs> and then you know, the sores <laughs> on the feet thing, yeah. Yeah, I've had more I have more sores on my feet than you've had lovers. Yeah, it's like oh. I hope not. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, even if I'm <laughs> even if I'm a virgin, I don't want you to have more sores on your feet than I've had lovers. Like that would probably be painful. Yeah, but he was like in a sleeping bag under a tarp on top of like a subway grate. Yeah, so, one of those like, eh, let him have his fun. Yeah. He's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I wonder if this is when we were still living at the house that uh, didn't have heat in the wintertime, when we were indoor homeless. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Just looking at him like, you can't come up with 200 bucks a month, man. <laughs> can't come up with 200 bucks and have eight roommates? Yeah. Come on, dude. I was jealous of his sleeping bag and tarp. Like, that guy looks cozy. Yeah. He looks warm. <laughs> I, um, but no, I don't know. The homeless in Toronto... They more just like they're inconvenient. Yeah, like they'll be, you'll have to like step over them to go into a Tim Hortons or something, or yeah. they'll be having a nap on some stairs that you need to use. I remember a homeless guy once passed out on the flag stand outside the dispensary I worked at, just like passed the fuck out completely on it, like on the little sandbag stand part at the bottom, and so I was yeah. like trying to be like, "Sir, you got to move, just move a little bit." I was like, I won't call the cops. Just like move a little. We're just closing. I want to bring this in, and he like still wouldn't move. I look at his head. He has like a fucking open head wound, <laughs> like a bleeding. Wound. I'm just like, come on, dude. I like have to pick it up like from like under him and just wash my hands for like the next ten minutes. But I was like, come on, Ew. man. Yeah, this it was is brutal. This is you know probably not woke to say, but the homeless people in Toronto are sort of a lot like if someone spilled a Tupperware container full of vomit. And it's like, <laughs> it's not doing anything to me, but don't don't be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, 
I mean, I, don't I like, feel I don't like it. I feel fucking awful for them. But like, yeah. also like, why? Why are there so many more homeless people now? What's going on? Well, the housing the crisis. <laughs> yeah, and also they just don't put give them like mental health care. Yeah, so they just put them out onto the street. Yeah, it's a big one. And you know, they serve their purpose. They make us afraid of being homeless, which is their main role, I think. Fuck yeah, that's fucking ugh. What an awful world to live in. It's crazy when you like I would you see those things when you're a kid like for donating to, you know, starving people in other countries and you look at the way they live and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe people live like that." And then now you can just look out your window and be like, "There they are." Living like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fucking it's depressing. I don't know what the answer is. There's, like, so many empty buildings in Hamilton, too. There's, like, a whole complex subdivision that's just, like, boarded up windows. And, like, yeah. just no one lives there. It's like, this, why, why not just invest, like, a little bit of money in this? And this could be, like, housing for people. Like, I don't get it. Because who's going to put money into helping people? That's not what it's for. That's not what money's for. <laughs> yeah, money's for making more money, Doug. No, I'm what sorry. Are you thick. Yeah, You're supposed I'd... to make money. Yeah. Here's the thing: if I make any money, I'm not giving any of it to homeless people. That is my money. Really? I think it, I think it'd be fun to like give it to homeless people. Yeah, I'm sure it would be great. But I have two holes in my floor, so <laughs> it's my money. <laughs> how's the How's the job hunt going this week? It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably why I'm like, I'm like afraid of homeless people the way that seventh graders are afraid of gay people. <laughs> Whereas like I'm afraid of, I am one. Yeah. And I don't want to be. I might secretly be one. You're secretly homeless. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I have to tell my dad I'm homeless. And he's going to be like, I didn't raise you to be homeless. <laughs> It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> That's a good uh, bit, man. I like that. <laughs> probably, we're probably going to get there. Yeah. That's weird. You don't see a lot of homeless people with cats. No, cats are too smart to be. If they're yeah. Cats are like, if cats realize they're homeless, and they, they're like, I'd rather just be homeless alone. They're, literally, <laughs> they're, like, they're like trophy wives, these cats. Yeah. It's like they'll only stay with you as long as you buy them things. It's because cats are uh, twice as smart as dogs. They got smaller brains, but I guess they have twice as many neurons, which means they can make more uh, connections and stuff. I've been watching a lot of My Cat from Hell (laughs) 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 on Discovery Plus, so I'm learning a decent amount about cats. What is My Cat from Hell? My Cat from Hell, thank you for asking, Tim, is a show uh, hosted by this man named Jackson Galaxy, uh, who sounds like the villain from Jimmy Neutron. It's not his real name. I looked it up. I can't remember his real name. But uh, basically, couples will come on who have a cat who's, like, biting or scratching the absolute shit of them, just making their life like a living nightmare. And then Jackson Galaxy comes on with his bald head and a guitar case full of cat toys and tells them why it's their fault <laughs> and what they're doing wrong. Does that guy's name Jackson Galaxy? I'm going to look that up. It's, like, Richard something. But it's uh, it's a fucking crazy show, man. Oh my god! This yeah, guy look looks at his like beard. A street magician. Yeah, right. 
He literally looks like he does pirate magic in 1998. <laughs> yeah, he should be not taming cats. He should be juggling bowling pins that are on fire. Absolutely. He should be like hypnotizing women into having orgasms. He shouldn't be <laughs> teaching cats how to do shit. Like, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen him in those videos. Yeah. The cat behaviorist, a YouTuber, and the host of the television show, My Cat from Hell. Just as an aside, those uh-huh. hypnotized women having fake orgasms really meant a lot to me when I was a young teenager. Yeah. Did yeah, you ever did, really, did you ever uh, dabble really in uh, in erotic hypnosis? You ever watch or read anything about that? That I don't. Is that not what I just said? I guess yeah, that's true. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty erotic <laughs> to me. I don't. <laughs> Yes, I guess the erotic part is subjective. But I mean, like, you yourself. You ever try it? No. I got big into this, uh, you know, like, the the uh, porn subreddits, obviously, right? And then they have Gone Wild. They used to have a Gone Wild audio. And I remember there was one on there. It was, like, an erotic hypnosis you could listen to. It was, like, 20 minutes long. And then it would, like, make you feel like you were coming. <laughs> and I remember I did, did this in my... Yeah, it felt kind of like it, I guess. It was very strange because it felt kind of like it was working and then you could still jerk off again if you wanted to. But uh, I remember doing this at my parents' house where I didn't have a bedroom door. I had this weird like little flappy wood paneled thing. But to do this thing properly, the instruction said you had to lay in your bed like completely nude, not being touched by anything. So you can't have like another stimulus and I'm just like wearing headphones. And I was just so afraid the whole time that and my mom, my dad was just going to open my flappy door and just see me just in the nude with headphones on. Just like a little boner just sticking up. Doug, you better be dead. That better be <laughs> I'm not. Oh, my God. You better be dead. <laughs> you better be fucking dead. Catch but you yeah, nude with a boner. It was fucking cool. But it's one of those things like I can never talk to anybody about it because I can't be like, uh, hey, have you ever had a hands-free orgasm? And they're like, what do you mean? Like a girl touches it instead? And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) No, hypnosis. With like a mouth or a (laughs) pussy or something? Like, no. (laughs) No, no, with my mind. And they're like, we don't want to be friends anymore. (laughs) Okay, so I looked up Jackson Galaxy. Uh Uh-huh. Born Richard Kirshner. That's it. I knew it was Richard. Something you might, something you might like about him. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, he weighed 300 pounds. Oh, yeah. I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, then had, he went like, on he a cheated. vegan diet or something like that. Yeah. He also had gastric bypass. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 He cheated. He didn't nah, do that's it. Not, that's not cheating. That's like taking a road that you have far more fucking medical side effects forever. Like For me, I just like... Nothing about my body is technically changed. Whereas someone who gets that surgery, like they have now like a little stomach, they have to have, they have to take vitamins for the rest of their life because their stomach can't absorb enough of the vitamins and shit like that. It's like a yeah. fucking whole thing, man. It's crazy. It sounds nuts. Yeah, but sorry, I'm back on my cat from hell. Still, it's a still fucking looking up this dude. It's a cool show, dude. It's hilarious too when. Uh, he goes and talks to the couple first. 99 episodes. Yeah. 11 no, seasons. I'm working my way Since through. 2011. Yeah. But anyways, uh, he'll like go into the room with the cats, right? And um, he'll talk to the couple first and then go in with the cats. And when he's walking in, 
uh he'll just be saying the most ridiculous names because cats all have like dumb fucking names and then it just cuts to the cat like and it's like playing the most <laughs> intense music so it'll just be him like walking in and like a sing-songy voice being like mr squeaky pants and then just the cat like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy but he like he does fix these cats a lot of the time you know what the only the biggest solution to all this shit is is you have to play with your cat no one plays with their cats or they do it wrong like you basically have to he has like a stick that has like a little like fake bird or or something on the end of it for the cat to chase and you basically just do rhythmic gymnastics around and you have to simulate like hunting yeah and it like tuckers him out and you know it calms him down I one of those I have yeah. a rainbow caterpillar on a stick kicking around here somewhere. Oh, hey, anchovy. She's having a nap right behind me. You've been taking an um, anchovy out on any walks or anything? Uh, She's not much for walking. Oh, okay. Likes to sit will, outside? Yeah, she'll sit outside, explore the yard. Our neighbor's front yard has a lot of rocks that get warm, which she enjoys. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to try but. some with Britney's cats. I haven't, uh, I haven't tried it yet. But because uh, Jackson Galaxy, when he was walking a cat on there one time with the, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the most ridiculous name. But uh, Jackson Galaxy, the day he came up with it, I would have slapped him in the mouth. But uh, he was walking Imagine a your cat friend around. Richard Kirshner comes up to you and he's like, "My name is Jackson Galaxy now, and I wear purple sunglasses." And Shut I shaved up. two yeah. things into my beard so my ball gag doesn't chafe anymore. And you're like, oh, my <laughs> God, that is a commitment to a lifestyle I'm not ready for. Oh, yeah, his beard is just a disaster. Yeah, it's oh strange, right? Yeah, Very fascinating like dude, though. Looks like he let his kid draw a maze on his face. But <laughs> you – sorry, you were planning something with uh, your lady's cats. Oh, yeah, well, they had that – that thing on the walk and they would use it like on shrubs or like on the ground to like so they could simulate the hunting outside right but i thought about you could probably take a cat on a walk if you had like a laser pointer with you and if they ever got distracted you just get their attention again and then i want to like see if i can get my girlfriend's cat who likes going outside like see if we can get running up and down the street or something (laughs) that'd be fun Uh, okay here's the problem with that uh do you know what i have never been more frustrated as a pet owner than I am <laughs> trying to get my cat to notice a laser pointer. Oh, really? Because, yeah, there's no... Because, like, if you do it on the ground and they're sort of, like, looking <laughs> looking around like this, there's nothing you can do to, like... You can't, like, point at it. You can't sort of put it on the middle of their face because they can't see that. Yeah. And they're just kind of <laughs> looking around or whatever. You're just fucking look at the... You have, to kinda, you have to kind of follow their eyes and see where they're looking and then throw it in their field of vision, you know? Just put it on the roof. Like, yeah, deal with that, <laughs> fucking dork. Well, remember, so you, you get on the roof and then you flirt it down the wall and, you know, it's it's a whole dance, Tim. Just learn how to dance tried, with anchovy. I tried that with my old roommate cat, Miss Jackson, and um, and I uh, accidentally put it in the wrong spot, and she jumped up on the wall to try to get it, and then landed on the radiator, and it was a whole thing. No one was <laughs> no one was happy with me. Oh shit! Everyone, it's one of those things where like everybody's having fun, and then everyone immediately stops having fun. It's like, dude, what the hell? Like, I don't know. I'm just, just I was trying to entertain the cat. I was trying to play. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry I'm too big and dumb. Also, I love the uh, Jackson will sometimes get them to uh, – he always makes them – Jackson Galaxy. Jackson Galaxy. To clarify. Will always make them add so much stuff to their house for their cats, which is hilarious. People are just like, I don't know if it really fits our decor. And then he comes back like a week later, and they have all these like shelves on the walls just for cats with like carpet on them and then like you know runs up to stuff and toys attached to it and shit. Pretty adorable yeah, though. You- Seeing a cat sit on like a shelf, like halfway up a wall or like towards the ceiling, is pretty cute. You just have to spend ten grand on these cats. <laughs> I'm never spending ten grand on you, anchovy. Never, ever. Wow. What's the most amount of money you would spend on anchovy? Like for medical reasons? Yeah. Like six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what I've seen. You can get your nails clipped. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Joey, we, that's about it. We clip our nails at home. I could pay for pet insurance. We got. It. There you go. I didn't even know pet insurance was a thing. Yeah, but unfortunately, it doesn't work for pre-existing conditions. We took her in because, mm-hmm. and they're like, she has ear mites. I'm like, oh, what's the treatment for that? And then they gave it to us. And then they went, no, nah, we're pretty sure she had these before you had pet insurance. <laughs> how do you, how do you fucking know? Yeah, then that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, man, all insurance Fuck is just such dicks. a crazy ass scam. Yeah, and the thought—it's just so wild to me that they'll like they'll like get in fights, like court cases with a guy who's like, "Yeah, I got in a work accident, and I'll never walk again." And they're like, "Ah, that was probably your fault." So, <laughs> yeah, but were you wearing a hard hat? Were you wearing your yeah. hard hat correctly? Yeah, the thing is, I am a multimillionaire, and I will see you in court while you <laughs> and your lawyer is going to be an exhausted man with a loose tie who doesn't yeah. understand how the internet works. Maybe that's why that homeless guy was in the in the road in front of that car. The car reminded him of his lawyer or something like that. Yeah, I maybe. trusted you! Just yelling yeah. at him. Yeah, that's true. I assume... There's no way that, like, someone was homeless and they weren't completely fucked over by somebody. Yeah. That's somebody's fault. There's, a, there's like, a, sto- there's a story there for sure. I bet you sometimes the somebody whose fault it is is themselves, for sure. But there's got to yeah. be some other stories there, for sure. Yeah. How long do you think it would take you to be homeless? Like, right now? Yeah. I don't know. I think the thing is, I think I have enough people in my life who would be like, you're not going to be homeless. Come on. <laughs> Just fucking come over or whatever. You know, I think it's when you've burned all those bridges is when you become homeless. I'm really I'm really enjoying, like, you become homeless, and then you come live with me, <laughs> and then I have to sit you down one day and go, just so you know, we're both now homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> Collect homeless <laughs> friends, and then yeah. me and you like go stay with someone else, and then they like a it's couple gonna... months later are just like, "Hey guys, bad news." And we're like, "Fuck, <laughs> man, shit! <laughs> I just painted. Damn it!" Yeah, you really, you really hit your horse to the or cart to the wrong horse on that one. <laughs> People just start catching it, like chicken pox. <laughs> it's just like, and then we're just this traveling band of. Homeless people getting longer, like that game Caterpillar. (laughs) 
You know, a lot of times I'm commuting to shows and stuff, I do feel pretty homeless. And I was thinking yesterday, the only thing I've learned in eight years of comedy so far is to bring a pair of shorts in my backpack for the commute home <laughs> from shows when it's hot out yeah. in the summertime. Oh, yeah. It's if vital. I'm going to shows, I've got an umbrella, I've got a sweater. Oh, yeah. I've got a book. Oh, vital. Vital. Yeah. I've gotten really good at drinking cold coffee because I'll stay somewhere long enough that my coffee gets cold, but I'm not going to buy another coffee. <laughs> so I just like sip it. I'm like I, I can legally be here. <laughs> I purchased this for a dollar twenty-five six hours ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have paid my dues. Yeah, just start fighting people. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I watched a documentary. With uh, with Micah the other day, it okay. was called "In the Realms of the Unreal." Okay, and Go it's on. just such a nightmare. It's basically about this guy. He was sort of um abused in like orphanages, basically, and like child mm-hmm. labor camps, essentially. Jesus. And then he started working as a janitor in this hospital, yeah. and everybody thought he was like an insane person because he never talked to anybody. He would just go to work, go home, and then they would hear him like talking in his room to himself, like mm-hmm. having getting in fights with people, like getting in fights with the nurses he interacted with that day who he felt wronged him. Yeah. And then he was just sort of this creepy old man who would go around, he would like dig through people's garbage and take out like clippings of children and stuff. It's never a good look. And Wait, like, how do people... Th- things from magazines. How'd they know? Like someone checked their garbage, like, hey, my clippings of children are gone. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably oh, looking them up. fuck, I didn't mean to them. throw those out. Where are my <laughs> clippings of children? Yeah. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving those. <laughs> and he, uh... All right, now I'm doubting this whole story. But no. And he <laughs> no, would, no, go for it. And he would just go home and, uh, you know, talk to himself in this room. And then the next day, he would go back to work, just do the same thing. Never talk to anybody, ever. Yeah. And then he died. And they went into his apartment. And it turns out that he had spent his life writing a 15,000-page book called In the Realms of the Unreal. That's about this, like mystical land of like basically there's one nation that wants to kill all the children and then there's this other christian nation where like they want to defend children and there's these like four seven little girls who uh who are like the princesses and they run the whole army and like he's in the book Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people from the orphanage he went to and all the people he hated are in the book as bad guys and it's a picture book. Oh, shit. And he had no idea. So he taught himself how to make art through like tracing these pictures of children and like collage was oh, in there. Damn. And he like taught himself how to paint and draw and all these sort of things. And then they found it all when he died. And it was just basically people going through this story and just this interior life of this guy. Damn. What's that on? It's, re- it's on YouTube. Oh fuck, dude! I'm gonna look that yeah. up. Yeah, sure. Y- you can just find it. You'll love it. The awesome. lady who made it directed six episodes of Thirteen Reasons Why. 
So, ooh, obviously you love her. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they are in the first two seasons, I remember those. But dude, that's fucking awesome. Have you? Can you yeah. like get this book anywhere? Uh, there's like an abridged version of it because it's fifteen thousand pages, and apparently it gets pretty tedious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. Well, it was like you an know, awesome he probably writer. wasn't through like the editing phase yet. He was teaching himself yeah. editing. He's just getting the big ones out of the way first, you know. <laughs> you can find like, you know, a three hundred pager or like a <laughs> seven hundred page version somewhere. Yeah, with a little bit of the artwork, not all of it. He said some of the arts were like. He would take butcher paper and tape it together. Mm-hmm. They would be like ten feet long. Some of these big mosaics he would make of battlefields and damn, yeah. And he was just so inexperienced with people. Like when he would draw the girls naked, they would have penises because the people think that he just thought that everybody had penises because he'd never seen a vagina before. Whoa, yeah, like damn. Manolas, yeah. <laughs> I loved when uh, Manolis released his album Girl Penis and then there was a newspaper in town that uh, misprinted it and said, like, Manolis Santanos releases new album Penis Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what a weird fucking superhero that would be. Penis Girl. (laughs) What would her powers be? Do you think she, like, throws dicks at people? I would hope so. Shoot dicks out of her hands? Yeah. Like fucking Spider-Man with dicks. Yeah, she can just like point at someone and then they grow dicks out of their like face. Yeah, she got bitten by like a radioactive cock one time. (laughs) (laughs) Now she can come out the top of her head and squirt bad guys with it. And they're like, ew, gross. Going home, this sucks. It's like cover like, ah, it's so warm. It's so warm. (laughs) (laughs) Not hot, but warm. Why does it have sperms? (laughs) Um... <laughs> but yeah, that documentary really bummed me the hell out. Why? It really did. I, all these stories about people who are like discovered to be artists, because it's it was like exhibited around the world as this like outsider art, damn thing. Because outsider art is basically when they find like a a man a mentally disabled man child who makes art. And then yeah. everyone's like, it's so innocent and pure and strange and all that stuff. And it's wonderful because we don't have to talk to him because he's dead. So we just yeah, talk it, about how beautiful of an artist he was and not actually interact with him, the thing he probably craved the most. Absolutely. There's no one to stop us from juicing every last cent out of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a story about fucking, you know, Van Gogh didn't get famous till after he died. And now... Yeah. Those paintings are worth an ungodly amount of money, but during his life, he was like, you know, couldn't get a girl to kiss him, so he had to like cut his own ear off and try to impress her that way. Yeah, I wonder if he ever got that smooch. I hope so. I haven't watched the Willem Dafoe movie, but oh I bet he yeah, did. I should check that out. Man, I bet I got, you a probably... of, I got a lot of good stuff to watch. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. I appreciate that. But I bet she was probably weirded out. Yeah, that. That Willem Dafoe movie came out around the same time as another Van Gogh movie, which was all painted with watercolors. They did it like frame by frame. Oh, yeah. I saw a trailer for that. I really wanted to see it. It I forget what it's called, but I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure it's got to be a pretty easy Google. Yeah, it's bizarre as hell. Yeah. That's pretty unique. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is unique. Yeah. Do you, I don't, uh, if I die, if I'm like, you know, become an artist and write like a thing and make a bunch of short films and yeah, really, you know, get my f- lazy ass up, record mm-hmm. a bunch of albums, all that stuff, and yeah. I'm unappreciated in my lifetime, I hope I'm never appreciated. <laughs> I don't want yeah. anyone to appreciate me after I'm dead. Yeah, if you, didn't des- if you didn't appreciate me in my lifetime, don't do it after. That yeah, doesn't do me any off. good. Yeah. I'm going to burn all of it. No one gets nothing. I'm going to be buried with all the copies of anything I make like a fucking pharaoh. This yeah. is my riches. I get this. He's got a burning funeral pyre covered <laughs> in copies of Extremely Loud and Incredibly Fat. <laughs> oh, that's such a good name. I got to... Uh, you're that not fat point. enough anymore. Damn it. You fucking skinny bitch. I'm not skinny, though, either. That's the sad part. It's like I ran a good chunk of a marathon and then just got distracted by a restaurant. Yeah, like, but you're ooh, fucking jacked now, dude. You're fucking strong. Yeah, I'm not that you're strong. You're just like a strong guy. Anymore. Thanks, man. Str- you can still bench me. That's pretty strong. Yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> it's just that yeah. you spend time in the gym and you see what's strong in the gym and you're like, I'm not strong. But these are the strong people because they're in the gym, you know? Yeah. I got to go walk around the mall and be like, I'm fucking strong as hell. That's what I need to do. They walk into a bookstore, they just rip books in half, and they're like, yeah, (laughs) I'm strong. But, no, I don't know. You should get fatter is what I'm saying. And louder. You're not as loud as you used to be. Yeah, no, I got to bring it back up. No, you're right. Huh? Ah! Actually, I did that joke the other day because I wanted to, I wanted to dust off Maximum Surprise, see if it's still uh, fun to say. And yeah, still fun, still still a fun weird bit. So I'm probably gonna start people, doing that more. People still get involved. A little bit, a little bit. It's kind of sad to see. I think even less people know what hick lips are. But uh, I did a, like mm-hmm. a pretty popular little young bar. So maybe that's why. Who knows. Mm-hmm. I'll yell at a bunch of kids at Emerson this fall, I bet, about it. It'll be nice. I, uh, This is like confession time. I don't know what hit clips are either. Wow. So, yeah. I listened to the very, bit. Very much just for my generation, like just that year. <laughs> yeah, I support you. Yeah. But do not know what hit clips are. I think it was a toy that survived like one Christmas. It was really dumb. You would have to have a cartridge. A cartridge... <laughs> Would just play like basically the Spotify preview of a song, like just part of the chorus, and you had to collect all the hit clips, and then you would just put in your hit clip, and then listen to thirty seconds of that song, and then take it out, and put in a different thirty seconds of a different song. <laughs> I remember I only ever had one hit clip too. Which one? I don't remember what it is, but there's only like two hundred and something songs listed as like releases for hit clips. So sometimes I'll go back through and just like pick some random songs and listen to them and just see if there's anything in my brain that recognizes it. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not the one. Because I do believe that I will find the song and it will just like fucking unlock something in my brain. Probably, yeah. You'll remember something horrible that happened to you <laughs> that you've tried to block out. Yeah, that uh, I blocked out by just playing that hit clip like over and over and just like <laughs> shaking back and forth. Like this is yeah. sealing it away. It'll never come out. <laughs> uh, 
That'll become your scream and shout by Will I Am featuring Britney Spears. Yeah, I, that's what I need. I, I a tinfoil um, song. Yeah, <laughs> tinfoil. That's good. I um, <laughs> what is it? Oh yeah, when I was a kid, I had one. I had two cassette tapes nice. that uh, I would listen to on my big cassette player. I would play when I was taking a bath. Um, <laughs> and we're fucking two. Just two. Just really cool guys. I just want to yeah, say that real quick. We're two of the fucking I was, coolest guys out there. I was a small child. I would come inside with like dirty knees, <laughs> and I couldn't be trusted with a shower, so I would take a bath. And were they afraid um, you're gonna fucking drown in the shower? What? Was, why couldn't you be trusted with a shower? I don't know. I was a <laughs> child. Child's child's take baths. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And I had two two cassettes. I had the best of Queen. I had that one. I, and I had uh, Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. And let me tell you, I did not listen to the best of Queen once. Wow. It was only Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Every <laughs> bath time. Might have called them the Bathstreet Boys. The way I was <laughs> the way I was laying in soup water getting dancy. Just like every day your dad walks by putting his ear to the door hoping to hear Queen and then just hears <laughs> back streets back. All right. Just every day. It's so <laughs> funny thinking about there's like a generation of men who are like, I don't want you listening to anything gay. We're putting on Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what music used to be music. Yeah. Men saying about on, kissing men. <laughs> we're putting on David Bowie. We're putting on Queen. <laughs> Straight music. <laughs> oh fuck. Rock and roll. You wanna you wanna close up shop? You wanna do some pluggy poos there, Timothy? Yeah, alright. That sounds fun. What, what do you got do going lunch? on this week? Yeah, I'm hungry as fuck. Oh no, can you go first? Yeah, I'm doing uh red mullet comedy at uh the red papaya tie and grill friday august 26th in guelph at 7 p.m come out to that that'll be fun doing with mikey mitch mitch from hamilton and some other people whose names i can't remember and uh saturday august 27th i'm doing laughs for lacy at uh the back alley bar and grill in my alma mater st thomas i think alma mater is a school thing i graduated yeah. there technically right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, my old stomping ground. Yeah, I where I used to stomp. Yeah, and I stopped recently uh, with Tim, and I'm hoping this show's better, and it can be better if you guys come out to it. That's very important. So please come out to it. As for fucking that kid with cancer, come on, for her to get less yeah. cancer, not to get yeah. more. That'd be a horrific uh, fundraiser. We're trying to raise money so that Doug can fuck a kid with cancer. Okay, no, it's very expensive. No. Way more than you think. I don't need that audio out there. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of convincing, a lot of fucking <laughs> grease in the wheel to get that going, all right? Yeah. Um, I'm not doing <laughs> shit next week. Just going to see Bill Burr with you. I really, oh, I went yeah. hog wild booking shows, and I was doing like three, four a week, and then I was like, hey, look who's got shows, and I never asked anyone for anything else. Yeah. So I, uh, I need to message some people for... For these coming weeks and next month. Yeah, I gotta go. Anyway. I gotta go on that messaging train too. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. 
if you could, uh, you know, send us voice notes if you want to, or just any sort of interaction at all is tight. But even if you just keep silently listening, we appreciate that too. Both me and Tim love you so much. Have a great whatever's going on right now in your life. Day, night, afternoon. Goodbye. Nailed it. <laughs>